across the galaxy. This is where conspiracy on the wild side meets the perspective of a lifetime. This is the Free Zone with your host, Freeman. Hello and welcome to the Free Zone. Well, our life is as crazy as it possibly could get. Well, I don't know. There's more in the future, guys. We're not even at the tip here. It's like, uh, I mean, look at our world, guys. How much of it is actually real? I mean, you could say we never landed on the moon. You could say we've never exploded a nuke. You could say no planes ever hit the towers or the Pentagon. You can prove this. You can prove that the Challenger astronauts are still running around and teaching school. Uh, would you be able to question the fact that there never was a virus or that there isn't actually a war in Ukraine? I mean, how far can we possibly go with all of the mechanizations that are coming at us? And is it all just social engineering without actual need to produce the events? I mean, seriously, guys, uh, if you've ever looked into the no plane theory, I mean, it's there, guys. It's There's evidence to say this, that no planes ever hit the Twin Towers. And if we were to, I mean, could you really take into your mind that there never was a virus? I'm not saying that there wasn't, but imagine the thought. Imagine that this was all social engineering. There never was a virus. They weaponized the flu and just made it seem like this was all happening. And then everyone complies. Now take that and flip it and put it into your mind of what we could do with just just ideas, with just thoughts and just how we uh, look at the world and then promote it to the rest of the world and how much we could change things with a uh, simple thought. So today we're going to talk with Wayne McCroy Jr. He's the author of Autism Epidemic, Transhumanism's Dirty Little Secret, and The Alchemical Tech Revolution. We've had Wayne on many times because he's an amazing uh, just guest that, that gets right. He gets what I get, right? He's fulfilling the ancient and esoteric agendas through the, high, the use of high technology. He explains all of this. And he pulls together his personal experience with the research that just many aren't equipped to do. So let's dig deep into our crazy world today with Wayne McCroy. Hey, Wayne, welcome to the Free Zone. Hey, Freeman, always a pleasure, man. It's been a while since we've spoken, so uh, it'd be good to catch up here and maybe see what's floating around the news cycle out there, which is being used for social engineering. And it is social engineering that's being done, regardless of what your stance may be on any of these topics, whether you believe actual events occurred or whether or not it's staged or anything of the sort. The important aspect of all of it is that it's being used to influence human behavior on a grand scale. And that's what the whole purpose of all of it is. So they're, they've weaponized information it is an information war that we are in, and it's hard to really get to the bottom of what's true and what's false anymore, especially in this modern era with the use of AI and everything that we have now, all the tools that are at the fingertips of the social engineers out there to influence the human mind. It's hard to say for certain that this is real video or that this is real evidence of an event or not. Uh, because of how things have been weaponized in this way. Think in terms of deep fakes. How do you know what's true and what's false anymore? And that's a lot of the times that we're living in. It's the age of deception, and it's getting really hard to navigate the murky waters 
out there to get to the bottom of what's true and what's false. But I think we need to keep our eye on the ball with this and understand the mechanism at play. It's not the matter of whether something is true or not, some event is true or not, and happened in the way it's presented. It's the actual presentation of it that's the important thing, because this is what influences human consciousness, and that's what we need to maintain our focus on. So whether or not we have disagreements as to events happened in the way portrayed or not is irrelevant. We need to keep an eye on what is the goal of this narrative being presented and see that it's all being used for social engineering. And when we come to terms with that, then we could all be on the same page against the common enemy here, which is the people trying to influence your mind in various ways with these different tropes. And they like to use archetype and mythology and all of this stuff to steer the human mind in different directions. And this is all present in all of these events. So whether you think they're staged or they're actual events, understand that they're being used in this way and the archetypes are ever present. And who is it that guides all of this and directs all of this? Is it some human beings somewhere at the top of the power structure or are there other intelligences involved? And I think it's a combination of the two in my estimation. But uh, at any rate, that's the whole point that we're trying to get across here today is at the core of all of it is social engineering. And we need to recognize that. I think that's the important trope going on in the world today that we need to recognize. And they do use these occult rituals to, to fulfill their archetypal needs. You did an amazing video on um, the... Uh, uh, Oh, God, I have to go. Uh, what really happened on January 6th, the occult ritual to usher in the new age and this festivities or festival of fools. I mean, it fit perfectly as you witness, guys, the January 6th events coupled with the, the Hunchback of Notre Dame uh, cartoon and you know, this festival of fools. I mean, this this is like an old, old ritual for them that they constantly do. And here we are in the modern age watching it again with January 6th. That was a great video. Yeah, man. And that's the thing. Most people don't recognize it. So that's why it's important to go back and look at the occult aspects of this and where it comes from. So this is talking about what's called the Feast of Fools. It's an old celebration that happened in medieval times that surrounded the holiday celebrations of Christmas and New Year's and, of course, the Feast of Epiphany, which is always on January 6th. And this was the celebration of the Feast of Fools, which came about later, which was hearkening back to older times and older eras and goes back to Saturnalian celebrations. So let me just read a little bit of what the Feast of Fools is for those people out there that aren't familiar with it. So this was a popular festival during the Middle Ages held around the New Year holiday, around January 1st, and particularly in France, in which a mock bishop or pope was elected, ecclesiastical ritual was parodied, and low and high officials changed places. And it says here, such festivals were probably a Christian adaptation of the pagan festivities of Saturnalia. But by the 13th century, these feasts had become a burlesque of Christian morality and worship. So in spite of repeated prohibitions and penalties imposed by the Council of Basel in 1431, the feasts did not die out entirely until the 16th century. So this is something that kind of predates the modern era when you get back to it, uh, because essentially it disappeared by the 16th century, this, this festivity. But it was a popular thing in these medieval times, in the medieval period. 
And what they did is they would elect a mock pope or a mock king of the fools, and they would have this festival. And this is actually portrayed in in The Hunchback of Notre Dame, first the book by Victor Hugo, and then later on in the Disney production, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. It's actually presented there, and they have a song that's centered around it. And a song, the song is called Topsy Turvy. And it's actually sung, and it's it's brought out in the context of the movie. And basically, all, what this celebrates, what this Feast of Fools celebrates, is the inversion principle. And it's, it talks about putting the very worst people in charge of things. And that's what this inversion process is. So what happened as a result of this January 6th nonsense that happened in 2021? Well, within days of this event, we had our new leader <laughs> in in put into office, Joe Biden. And could there be a worse fool in charge of things right now? So this was a mockery of the people, much like the old celebration was intended to be. It's a mockery, and it's installing the worst possible people into positions of power and authority in order to bring about this. Well, what I like to tell people is we've been initiated officially into clown world at this point. It's not just a harmless meme out there. It's a real thing. It's got energetic principles behind it and archetypes that back the whole narrative. So essentially, this is what was set up with that whole January 6th debacle. We were initiated into clown world, and they put the worst of the worst in charge of things. And they did this on purpose to bring about the destruction of society. And that's where we're sitting right now, Freeman. I don't know if you had any context to add to that or not, but it would be appreciated if you did. Uh, not in the ritual sense, but uh, in this uh, keeping us divided, I mean, as we witness the Trump indictments and they constantly say, well, his poll numbers are just rising every time they indict him. Uh, do you guys really think this is not all political theater? I mean, really, uh, when do, you know, now now we have blacks for Trump and and that whole thing spreading. And I I keep hearing people saying Trump for king. They're ready for him to take power and remain there. So, you know, this is where it starts to get crazy. Oh, certainly. And that's the thing. People need to understand that it's all theater, all of these political theatrics. It's all theater. And I think that it's just shameful at this point that it's gotten that bad that our two candidates in the upcoming presidential election are going to be sniffer mcretard out there the weekend at bernie's presidency continuing on or his opposition is probably going to be trump again and we saw how that ended last time and we're embedded fully into clown world at this point so there you go so you have your choice you have your choice between uh billionaire orange man orange and there's a lot of esoteric connotation with the orange man uh but uh so these are your choices, first of all. You have one or the other, and people, I think it's a sad state of affairs that they would rather reelect this billionaire who doesn't care about them and has been proven to be full of nonsense over and over again, and who is primarily responsible for the advent of the COVID restrictions and stuff on humanity. They would rather reelect him in opposition to what we have in place now. And neither one's a good choice. And we've gotten so used to trying to choose the lesser of two evils that it's it's just gotten out of hand. So uh, that's the the whole thing. All of this is a mockery. It's a clown show. Yeah, we sure. think we think if we just keep playing the game, eventually the game will win. 
And if you if you watch football, you know, and, and as most of these <laughs> uh, people that that cover these type of stories that, you know, they're constantly making these sports analogies. And I'm like, wait a minute, you know, you could play football game after football game after football game and uh, nothing's going to change. It's, yeah, man. Maybe if I just vote harder this time, then yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe there'll be some real change that comes about. And that's that's the mindset that they have people caught up in. And it, it just kills me. It just kills me to have to try to explain to friends and family members, even in my own personal circle, over and over again, it's all theater. It's all political theater. Your vote doesn't count for anything. They install who they want. And I think this was displayed prominently the last presidential election, they're going to put in office who they want, regardless of who the people want. And to suggest that there was no manipulation of any of the polling, I think is just a fallacy on the face of it. There's always manipulation in these polls. And there's a reason they call it polling, because essentially it's like a popularity contest. That's all. They ask the people, who, who do you like better? Who do you think is the better option here? So they poll the people. And the people make their selection based upon the polls they're given. And it doesn't really account for anything in the first place because the electoral college is who chooses who goes into office. So ultimately, the decision lies in the hands of a select few people. And that's the message people can't seem to get across. Even if you've taken a cursory civics class in high school or some such thing, you would know this. And of course, a lot of this isn't even taught anymore. I don't even know if they teach civics in school any longer because right. they don't want people to understand this stuff. They want people to think that their illusion of choice it makes some difference when really it does not. And I think they demonstrated this in spades this last presidential cycle. And so we're repeating the same thing again. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And so many people are being shamed in this way. They're being fooled again. So what was the Who song? Won't be fooled again? Well, the people are out there being fooled again. We've been told these things. This social engineering has been out there for a long time. The revelation of the method has been out there a long time. So we've been given fair warning by these people. We know at this point, I don't think it's a hidden commodity anymore, that much of what's presented in the media, especially the news media, is false or contrived or manipulated in some way. And they acknowledge that. They know that we know that. So they they still present these things anyway. Because wasn't it Goebbels that said a lie when it's repeated often enough becomes a truth or something similar to that? So that that's essentially what they do. The bigger the lie, the better. And they, they just keep repeating these lies and they keep hearkening back to this occult ritual that is January 6th now. That's why it's still front and center in the news cycle here, a full presidential election cycle later. They're still circulating it around because it harkens back to this archetype, this fool archetype, the archetype of the trickster. And that's essentially what we're seeing happening in front of our eyes. And they're leveraging this archetype this year, especially for special significant reasons, as they demonstrated early on in the beginning of the year here. If you think back to January of this year, you'll remember, if you were paying attention, that you began to see certain things circulating in the news media that never really circulated there before. One of those was the Chinese New Year's celebration. They made a big deal about the Chinese New Year's celebration, which we'd never seen before. And they, they paid special, especially close attention to 
Chinese zodiacal signs, this being the year of the rabbit. The rabbit is a trickster archetype of sorts, and this is essentially what they're leveraging on. So they're shifting the view, the archetype, to an Eastern type establishment rather than a Western establishment. So they're shifting focus towards China. And there's a lot of reasons for this, first of all. And second of all, they're they're focusing on this archetype of the rabbit in this year of the rabbit and also the moon. They've focused particularly on the moon. You'll see these symbols crop up over and over again throughout the course of the year in many ways. And a lot of them harken back to what they began this new year with. So we have all the same nonsense going on. And they initiated this new year, this Chinese New Year celebration with a mass shooting event once again harkening back to these very same archetypes. And I've, I've actually covered this in depth on some of the other shows and stuff that I've done and in some Substack articles about the year of the rabbit and how they've been invoking this archetype all year round to empower this trickster motif. And they're applying this towards this new presidential cycle at this point. And they've come full circle with this. And a lot of this circles back once again to China because this is where all of the COVID nonsense began in 2020. And we're seeing a repeat of this. It's it's pattern recognition at this point. If you go back and you look at the events of 2020, the chronological order of events then, you'll find the same chronological order of events happening now in the same way. Because well, remember just back, add in that uh, Australia was burning on fire uh, just before yep. COVID. It was the last story I was covering before COVID was Australia and the Amazon on fire. And then the restrictions and lockdowns came. Now we're at Maui on fire and the restrictions and lockdown and the election and all of it. Precisely. You took the words out of my mouth. That's exactly <laughs> where I was going next. Uh, because that it is, it's a cycle. It's a repeating cycle. You could recognize the patterns. So we had these same patterns were emerging in early 2020. Australia was on fire. Then all of a sudden, do you remember the whole notion of all these obelisks that began to appear out of nowhere overnight well that's oh, been yeah. repeated this year now they're talking about totem poles showing up overnight in places in the british isles and other places they seem to have backed off of that story a little bit now because i started covering it and perhaps some other people were too i began to recognize the pattern so we have all of the same things happening so just prior to all this rolling out in 2020 before australia was on fire UFOs were in the news cycle. So we have UFOs in the news cycle. Then we have a massive fire. Then we have these obelisks appearing and now totem poles appearing. And then what happened next? Well, the COVID nonsense all hit in March on March 11th, 2020. And we're seeing the repeated cycle here happening just at a slightly different timing for all of it. So we have this same type of pattern emerging here. And, of course, they're talking about COVID and lockdowns and stuff again, aren't they? And if I could throw one more in there, uh, asteroids were a major threat at that moment as well. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about the asteroids. But, yeah, basically. And we have the same thing again, because weren't we uh, allegedly just barely missed by one uh, not that long ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, and it's now, all these same things. Now they have the Osiris-Rex. Uh, which is a, a NASA project, guys, Osiris-Rex. That means King Osiris returning from uh, the asteroid Bennu, which is the Egyptian uh, phoenix. And uh, 
Of course, this whole project was said to be saved by Queen's Brian May. Uh, I'm not exactly certain how that happened, but uh, Bennu is or uh, Osiris Rex is supposed to return from Bennu on uh, 925, I believe, uh, to tell us whether or not we have extraterrestrial origins. So uh, that's back in the news, just right, right along with the same situation. Yeah, man, it's, it always circles back to this. And we've seen a lot of the nonsense with the space programs and stuff this year, because, of course, didn't we just have India allegedly and landed on the south pole of the moon? Oh, that which looks if so real. <laughs> oh, I know, doesn't it? It doesn't look like, a, like an arcade basketball game or anything landed on the moon, does it? Uh, but, you know, you think they intentionally make it bad. I mean, you know, they could do better. <laughs> I mean, we, we see it in Hollywood. I just, you know, it's like they want us to know. Yeah, I think they well, do at this point. It's incredulous. It's, yeah, it seems that uh, the whole goal here is to keep us in opposition of everything. So let me list a couple of things that are going on here as uh, putting us in opposition. I mean, beyond like uh, Trump indictments, but back to January 6th. So Joe Biggs of the Proud Boys uh, receives 17 years uh, for his uh, involvement with January 6th. And yet, as far as I know, he wasn't in D.C. on January 6th, but it's said it's reported that as Joe Biggs was uh, being taken out of the courtroom, that he was uh, crying. Well, is there no help for the widow's son? Well, isn't that interesting? Yes. Another lifetime player out there, uh, you know, trying to invoke the whole Freemasonic idea, the help for the widow's son. And I don't think he's going to get a full sentence. He's going to get a slap on the wrist. If he was crying, is there no help for the widow's son? Well, they wanted are... 33 years. <laughs> they wanted to of give the course. prosecutor wanted 33, uh, but they gave him 17, which is an interesting number too. Yeah, man. Uh, what's the, the occult significance of the number 17? Uh, we have to look at that. It was, uh, the prime number 17 by the Pythagoreans. Hold on, I'm trying to look and see what it is that's significant about that number. Uh, 17. It is, oh, it was also upon the date, the 17th of January, that Nicholas Flamel was believed to have succeeded in turning lead to gold. So there's different alchemical things attached to the significance of the number 17 as well. Uh, so we have this number crops up quite a bit. Uh, I'm not familiar with the occult significance off the top of my head of the number 17, as I am some of the others, but I find it interesting that it reduced his sentence from 33 to 17 years. But of course, he's not going to serve all of that time. I'd be very surprised if he did. They'll probably let him out on house arrest or some such thing far sooner, in my estimation. Because it's all staged politics. It's all a stage show. And they have to try to put the notion out there that anybody who's involved in this type of thing is going to get punished to the max. So, like you said, it's all about keeping that opposition to everything in place as well. And that's part of the social engineering that occurs with this. Here's a couple more of these oppositional stances. Uh, so Florida calls out mRNA vaccines as a bioweapon and bans them. Meanwhile, Texas bans gender surgery for children. So these two, you know, are major social engineering campaigns, the the uh, transgender surgeries and then mRNA altering our genes. 
uh, as a bioweapon. I mean, I couldn't believe Florida called it out uh, straight open like a bioweapon. But then you realize that all they're really attempting to do here is to build different factions. So we believe it's a bioweapon. You believe it's the cure. Uh, we believe gender surgery is a uh, child mutilation. You believe that uh, gender uh, equality is necessary uh, for gender dysphoria to help these children. So uh, the fact that Florida and Texas are bringing these two things forward, this is, again, just creating more opposition. Right. And that's the whole thing that they need in order to keep steering things in the way they do. It's called Hegelian dialectic, and it's it's a, a tactic as old as we could imagine. It's been used for a long time before it even had that official name. Control both sides of the argument, and you could steer the agenda whichever way you want. And that's essentially what they're doing. They're trying to divide people up into two camps, because that makes people more easily controllable. Either you identify with this team or you identify with that team. And that's why they use the sports analogies so much, because they want people to pick a side, pick a team. Here's your two choices. Pick one. They don't want people to think for themselves or have an independent stance on certain things or have individual opinions on things. It's all about collectivism. That's what they need in order to bring about the things that they're looking for in this world, this collectivism idea. And you might recognize the term collectivism and familiarize yourself with it in terms of some older political ideologies. It's also called communism. <laughs> or a modern term for it. They like to call it communitarianism. Uh, but it's all the same idea. It's all about trying to siphon people off into different camps, two different camps specifically. They don't want you to have a third or an independent opinion of these things. Either you fall on this side with your conservative views or you fall on that side with your liberal views and you dare not mix views. So you're going to pick your side that you want to be on. And that way they could more easily steer your behaviors in society. So that's what they do. And that's part and parcel of what's going on. They like to create this kind of tension in society, keep people in fighting over things that don't really have an awful lot of importance in your everyday life, but are a huge, huge political ideology out there that's being spread by Hollywood and by news media and all over the place like this. So things that people if you go back about 30 years, didn't seem overly concerned with that we thought we'd gotten past in society. Well, they've they've brought these back to the forefront of attention. So I'm talking about things like racism and sexism, all of these different types of notions. They've brought them back into circulation to keep people divided all the more and fighting over these things, which really most people don't even really have a dog in the fight with. Let's be honest about it. Most people, they don't care what your skin color is. They don't care what your gender identity is. As long as you're not pushing and promoting certain things on other people. And I find it an interesting dichotomy of thought that these, these ones that promote this stuff all the time, they'll tell you, you dare not push your religion on me when you're talking about like Christian morals or something like that. They don't want to hear any of that stuff, but it's okay for these LGBTQ crowd and stuff to be trying to indoctrinate children with their drag shows and stuff like that. They don't have a problem with that, but 
you daresn't mention religion <laughs> in any view like that in the same breath. So it, it's this whole structuring of things to keep these these different portions of society at odds with one another and never coming to real type of parity in this way, any type of unity and recognizing who our common enemy is. And that's the people in charge right now. And that's the problem. It's, it creates this, uh, this split in society that doesn't necessarily need to be there. And that's, that's a part of the problem. That's how they keep us divided and keep us more easily controllable. So when we actually begin to realize that us, the common people, our common enemy is this small, tiny group of social controllers at the top of the power pyramid that have leveraged these things against us in certain ways and keep us fighting with each other. And in the meantime, they just keep greasing the skids more and more and doing the things they want to do with or without our consent. And they manufacture our consent in this way by splitting people along these party lines or uh, I, identity lines. They use every type of polarity that they can to bring about this opposition within the masses at large to keep them distracted while they do the things that they want done, while they pull off the agendas they want pulled off. And primarily what that agenda is, the overarching agenda in my view, it's transhumanism. That's the big thing coming down the pike. And no matter how much you try to avoid that subject, it always in variably leads to those ends when you begin to pursue it down to its logical conclusion. So that's, in my estimation, what they're doing. They're using this divide among the people to usher in an age of transhumanism, the new age, if you will, the new world order. No doubt. And I, I mean, when you look at the, the oppositional sides and wonder, honestly, what would change in the world if we did actually prove the earth was flat <laughs> just think about that what would actually change if we prove the earth is flat nothing nothing precisely and i think a perfect marker or measure for that very statement that you just made is the fact that it is now official in the congressional record that we are not alone in the universe so that news came out and everybody was like meh okay show me epstein's client list uh, so it, it's like nobody cares. Like yeah. uh, anything that's 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 world shattering, world shaking, it, it, something like that, and it has zero effect. How jaded as a society are we now by all this divide and social engineering? And it's that's part of the problem. It is unbelievable. So essentially, that proves your point. I mean, that's proof of concept right there. If they were to come out and say, "Yeah, we've discovered the world is flat," well, how would anything change? It wouldn't. Because half the population would disbelieve what they're telling them because it's government that said it. So now we can't trust it, uh, even though, you know, that's what's been said for the longest time. Or the other half would just be indifferent about it and say, that doesn't affect my life in the least. Why do I care? And that's where we're at. It's this whole compl complacency attitude that we have, especially in American society here, that is going to be our undoing if we keep going along this way, in my estimation. I really can't believe that the Department of Defense has now opened an office for UFOs and the AARO, the Arrow, uh, has their new website, which is just awful. And 
you know, here it is. The whole world has been told, yes, there are extraterrestrials. Yes, they've been visiting our planet for centuries, if not more. They may even have created civilization itself. We're going to find out when Osiris Rex returns from Bennu, though. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I see enough videos of people of these politicians that look like they're in masks. <laughs> have you seen this? Yeah, it's it, it's crazy, isn't it? It really is. This is the... You could, you can't make this stuff up either. Like that's I'm just waiting for about. the Simpsons moment where they actually pull off the mask <laughs> and they're all reptiles. You know? Yeah, they're all lizard people or something. Yeah. Do you remember the old miniseries V from 1983? Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh man, I think that's that's more revelation of the method right there. We'll, we'll see what happens with all of it, but uh, interesting at any rate. But I don't know, man. We're living in crazy times. Like <laughs> it's almost like a bad sci-fi dystopian novel or something that we're living in. But it, it's, it's happening. No, you couldn't write this stuff the way. No, but nobody would go see this movie. <laughs> like, nah, <laughs> that's too incredible. <laughs> yeah, this is like Sharknado on steroids or something. Yeah, exactly. no? It's pretty bad. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's insane. Just the level that we've gotten to. We're so entrenched in this age of deception that we're living in now that that it, nobody believes anything anymore, especially if it comes across mainstream media or if it comes from government. The automatic disposition towards it is to distrust it if you hear it from government and not i'm not saying that's the wrong approach to take with it but i'm just saying it's gotten that bad that the, the bulk of the masses will just outright not believe something if officialdom says it so it's this default position that we've we've been steered into taking at this point and that's because of the way that we've been manipulated and are, do they in fact want us to be indifferent or to be uh, so disbelieving of the things they're telling us that we're inactive. And that's the whole point. We take no action based upon the new information that they present to us. That's where we're at. It's kind of like a form of gaslighting at this point. It's been going on for so long. So when they come out and they maybe admit something that may or may not be true, and it's hard to tell anymore, so when they come out and they say something like aliens exist, well, we have no reaction to it now. And that's right where they want us, because then they could still go ahead and pull off whatever agenda they want. It's like a litmus test. So I think this whole thing, this admission in the congressional record of the existence of aliens was a big litmus test for people. So regardless of whether it's true or not, because much of the testimony that we get from David Grush and others is always secondhand testimony. Yep. Well, yeah, I talked to the guy who's directly involved in the program, but, yep. you know, I don't have any personal knowledge of this. And this is always what we get with this stuff. So nothing's really changed. It's just now it's been admitted on the congressional record, which is a big deal, or at least it used to be. But I don't know. It's right. a big deal now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh uh no <laughs> you know nobody cares right <laughs> i mean that's what i see uh we've been dealing with that tic tac ufo and the FLIR video for i mean a decade right like this stuff has been around forever and ever and they just show us that same damn thing over and over again i mean i swear they were showing us that same tic tac video before covid last time they were and that that's the whole point here i mean that's that's when it directly came out in the news cycle the first time and that's why i said it's it's the whole pattern recognition when you begin to see the pattern emerging you know there's something up with this this is some way in which they're leveraging archetypes against the public mindset the public consciousness so when we see these things popping up in this order again 
here we are three years later, and it's the same thing as it was back in 2020. So what comes next on the timeline? Well, they're already talking about it. They're talking about a new strain of COVID or disease X. Have you heard about this stuff too, Freeman? The disease X thing that they've been gearing up for? Absolutely. And I've even heard it called Eris. Yeah, that's the new strain of COVID, Eris. Yeah, 23 Skidoo for those uh, Illuminatus out there. Uh, We know well about the goddess Eris and uh, her chaos and discord. So, yeah, so they have all of that. That archetype is in play right now. And I think they fully intend to implement it here. And I, I hate to do this and make predictions based upon certain timetables, but... Based upon the research I've done previous and looking at the whole notion that they started the year 2023 with, pointing back to the Chinese zodiacal things with the year of the rabbit and the the celebration of Chinese New Year, the next major celebration in the Chinese culture occurs on September 29th. So I think around about that date sometime, we might see some type of large event going down and i hope to be really wrong about that but you know based upon the pattern recognition that's that's what i seem to think have you seen the rumblings behind 923 no i'm not familiar with the 923 rumblings please go ahead and explain and maybe i'll maybe i'll recognize what you're talking about yeah, I didn't know about this either. I just caught a video about it. I, I find it so amazing where we're at in our time right now, where I can spend a half an hour on my Twitter feed or X uh, and know everything that everyone's going to be talking about for the next month. It's insane, or at least for the next week, you know, or uh, just like we we are so inundated with data now. It's it's in, uh, just incredible. Let's say I can go through my Twitter feed and I know everything everybody's going to talk about forever. And I find that amazing point to be in in our existence in, in society. But so there was a video put together showing how many times 923 had come up in different movies and it was just endless really i mean i'd never noticed before but these these events and you would hear the actor saying well it's going to happen september 23rd 923 you would see it behind them in uh, numbers on the screen things like that just 923 over and over again just like it was with uh, 9-11 uh and you know people saw it in uh matrix and and uh <laughs> uh, well, maybe the, there's something to, to the it. future so yeah i don't know i got my eye on 923 because we have a, a lot coming up this uh this month oh we sure do i mean we're talking this is the big 22nd anniversary of the events of 9-11 2001 so let's not overlook that fact the number of the master builder this is something hugely important to many of the secret society groups so i'm sure they might try to leverage off those energetic principles in some way. So we will probably likely see some big event happen this month. Now, September is always a favored month to do a lot of these occult type things and stuff like that because of various reasons. But this one in particular has significance because it is 22 years from that gateway event. And 9-11 was a gateway event. Make no mistake about that. So that being the case, the things I've seen is it seems to me, from what I could determine by looking at the data out there, 
in this synchromystic field is that they've tried to shift focus to more of the Eastern zodiacal ideas. That's why they inferred the Chinese New Year and put such emphasis on it in the year of the rabbit. So in my estimation, that's why I would say September 29th, which is the mid-autumn festival holiday in Taiwan, in China as well, that uh, maybe they'll do something during that time frame. And it looks like from what I can see here, it's they start preparing for that festival one week in advance, which would put us right in that September 23rd time frame. So who knows? Maybe there is something to this. And I do reserve the right to be totally wrong about all of that. And I do hope sincerely that I'm wrong, that we'll have some big event coming. But I will not be surprised if it does. Let's put it that way, just based upon these things that I've seen. Uh, so this is this is actually something that I've focused a lot of attention on in recent months is trying to pick out these different synchromistic type details that I find across the board with this stuff, because I think it's hugely important. So this is a concept that I like to call synchromistic metadata. And this is how you could learn to read the zeitgeist or the spirit of the time. Or if you prefer more scientific terms, you could call it the collective unconscious could call it the Akashic Record or whatever you want to refer to this as. Everybody agrees that a concept exists. They just disagree on what it's called. But we have this information field around us, and some will call it a quantum information field if you want to get sciency with your terminology. And there's information out in this field that if you're astute and you pick up on it and you understand the language of symbology of the occultists, you can pick these different things out, these different motifs and maybe be able to draw some conclusions based upon these. You could find intention embedded with these things. And that's what I've done here. And I've recognized all throughout the course of this year, they have used this Chinese New Year archetype, the Chinese rabbit and the moon rabbit, the jade rabbit on the moon. So we have all of these associations made with the moon this year as well in space. And this leads directly to what Freeman was talking about here with Osiris Rex making its way back here, and perhaps we'll get some more information about perhaps something more about these alleged aliens that now exist in the congressional record. You, you see how all these things seem to tie together, these seemingly unrelated subjects, when you draw it back to the occult metaphors that are used here. So we're talking about the trickster archetype of the rabbit. We're talking about the moon, space, uh, Chinese culture, all of these things tied together. And of course, we have naturally an association now with China, with this COVID thing. And we see all of this being recycled again in this way. It's, it's all out there in the information field. It's the pattern that I see emerging. So that being the case, I think it does us good to recognize this. And maybe, just maybe, by talking about it enough, we could stab off some such thing if something is planned to occur. Or hopefully we're totally wrong. I'd be thrilled to see nothing happen. Let's be honest. Yes. I would be thrilled to see nothing happen. And I'm not going to take credit for talking about it if nothing does happen. That's not how I roll with this stuff. But I, I just want to make sure that we're recognizing these patterns for what they are. And this is the thing. This is one of the preferred methods of the occultists. Because this type of information gathering, it is plausibly deniable, isn't it? So even though they put all this stuff out there with the predictive programming and revelation of the method and this synchromistic metadata exists out there in the greater information field and you can see it 
and recognize the symbols and the patterns and maybe make some predictions based on what's coming. If those things do happen to come about, well, it's plausibly deniable. They could say that's ridiculous. And most of society has been conditioned to think that that type of way of information gathering is ridiculous when, in fact, there is something to it, in my view. Look how much they change the world just by changing our minds. It's all a thought game. It's all in that collective unconscious. It's all out there. So, you know, this is evidence for us to realize that if we could change our perspective, our our reason for existence, uh, we can change the world. They are doing it from a very small group using massive uh, technological investment to to bring about this uh, change in our existence. I mean, when we look at America, America is not is not formed of laws and constitutions and rights and bills. It's a it's a concept that we hold to. And it is the concept that they have to destroy Uh, all the legalities and all of that is just uh, a mental game to keep you in. But America itself is an idea. And absolutely destroy. Absolutely, because first they want to destroy the idea or the ideal, and in so doing, they'll replace it with some other idea or ideal that they want. And and this we see across the board with everything, and certainly this is how the world changes, one person at a time. Change yourself, change the world. Be the change you want to be in this world. Be the change you want to see in this world. That's 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 what I meant to say. Be the change you want to see in this world and that's the absolute lesson that we could take to heart here because the only mind you could change at the end of the day is your own so when we do that we take small steps towards changing things for the better in this reality so we all need to do that and take personal responsibility and step up and take action and do something towards positive change in this way because if we just sit back and do nothing and be indifferent about everything and non-reactive then these controllers, these social engineers of this world, will further their own agendas. And that's largely what they're doing. So even though they come out and they say, yeah, man, there's there's aliens. They've been coming here a long time. And everybody's like, who cares? <laughs> then guess what? There's nothing going to be done with this information that will be useful to you. It'll be leveraged in a way that it benefits these small group of social engineers at the top of the power structure. And that's it. So <laughs> I, I find it just completely insane just how indifferent to everything the public has become. Yes. I really do. And that's part of the programming, too. Oh, yeah. Just being overwhelmed. I mean, how long is it going to take for people's minds to start to click, click, click and then go, wait a minute. You mean we could have had free energy 100 years ago? Right. As soon as they start to realize all the reverse engineering that they're talking about and the anti-gravity and even interdimensional travel. And it's like, wait a minute, why are we still using uh, fossil fuels and and having a nuclear uh, fallout from our (laughs) uh, different energy devices? Right. So, yeah, that's what, uh, you know, it takes it takes time for a thought like that to start to kind of sink into the mainstream mind of wait a minute, wait a minute. So we, we could, we're a hundred years behind in tech at least. And you've been holding all of this and we could have been free. We could be living everywhere. We could absolutely house 8 billion people. No problem. 
and uh, you held all of this back. I wonder if that thought's ever going to occur to people. Well, I think some people are beginning to think along those lines now. And I, I would estimate that probably even more over the course of the next few years are going to start thinking in those terms. But right now, it's kind of a controlled release of information. So regardless of what your stance is on this whole alien narrative, what you need to understand is there absolutely do exist these advanced technologies within the auspices of the black budget programs, the special access programs of the military industrial complex. They have these free energy type devices. They have these uh, electrogravitic craft. And there is a clear lineage of development of these things established in just the human framework of this. So regardless of whether aliens exist or not, these technologies most certainly do exist. And this is one of the things that's been kept hidden under the auspices of this alien narrative for as long as it has. So now we're getting a slow controlled release of this because these technologies can be absolutely transformative to the world that we live in. So that being the case, they don't want to let these out because overnight economies will collapse if they do. Think about that. If you had a device about maybe the size of, say, a car engine attached to your house that could generate free electricity endlessly for whatever needs you have, well, this would equate all kinds of freedoms to you that you wouldn't have before. You wouldn't have the problem of being tapped into the greater power grid. You wouldn't have all these electrical lines running all over the town, telephone poles and everything like that all over Maui the place. Fires. You wouldn't have this right. You wouldn't have well, <laughs> that's another story. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah, probably an hour too, right? Yes. But <laughs> at any rate, uh, think about the concept of a free energy device of this sort. And actually, it's been claimed that they can make them smaller, about the size of a basketball, like a large basketball. And these energy devices with like minimal or no moving parts, they could generate free energy from the quantum field. That's like the term they like to use. I, I would call it the ether. I think we get a more accurate view of this stuff by looking in terms of ether physics rather than our modern quantum theories and relativistic theories. But any way you describe them, it draws free energy out of the environment that could be transferred to electricity. And this would be transformative. This would negate the need for fossil fuels. You wouldn't need power plants anymore. You would just have this, this device at your house hooked to your electric grid in your house or hooked up in your vehicle. And it could generate limitless electricity, limitless energy, however much of it you need for whatever you need it for. This would be hugely transformative, and they don't want this getting out to the public, because how do you put a meter on something like that? I think it was uh, J.P. Morgan that famously said to Tesla when he actually presented the idea of generating wireless electricity for world use, he asked, how do I put a meter on that? And then he defunded Tesla, and the remains of what Tesla was working on are now at his Wardenclyffe Laboratory on Long Island. So that, that's about the end of where it all started. And you're talking that's 100 years ago. Uh, so we have these technologies. They exist in the, the black budget programs. So the problem with them becomes quickly, it would be so transformative that it would essentially crash whole economies because our economies are all based upon this fossil fuel type of a mentality. The use of these things, all the power plants use this that generate electricity for entire cities. So you have that notion of things. The fossil fuel industry would go broke overnight 
And they want to be the ones that can actually benefit from this technology all the more. So these are the people, the big money players that want to be the ones that maintain their grip on power in this world. That's what it's all about. It's about control and power. So that's why they want to have a controlled release of these types of technologies, at least in my view. And I think they're using that whole alien card to attach that too. And before they do that, they need to kill half of the population. Uh, uh, yeah. Didn't they say 90%? But yeah, know. yeah, yeah. I was being <laughs> I was being kind. But yes, uh, yeah, exactly. They, they they need to kill us all uh because they have all of this. And if uh we were given this type of liberty and freedom, then uh their day is done, guys, because we are so much more than they ever will be. I mean, these people are just uh well, clown world for sure. And I mean, when we see Klaus Schwab up there in his puffy spacesuit, uh, you know, I'm just hearkening back to Rael and how all of the, how insane this all really is that we're supposed to eat this sandwich. It's ridiculous. So we're looking at a world where David Hogg could possibly be Adam Lonza. Uh, Joe Biden might actually be his twin brother, Bo. Uh, Epstein is probably still living. You know, nothing we are told is real. Nothing that we are seeing is real. And what is, is not. And we're going to get deeper and deeper into this in the second hour. I'm so looking forward to it. There's lots to get into, guys. So I hope you will come over to freemantv.com and subscribe. Help keep this show on the air and get all the bonus work. I want to announce also that I have a 30 gigabyte flash drive for you now. I'm giving it to you at the same price as the 8 gigabyte. Uh, this thing has all, I mean, I just loaded it with videos, audio, just decades right, of work inside of this flash drive. So if you go over to freemantv.com and click shop, you can get that 30 gigabyte flash drive. That's just going to give you so much data. You're not going to know what to do with it, guys. You know, 18 years I've been doing this. And it's uh, just loaded in there. All my lectures, all my TV shows, all the, sh the audio shows, including also my photography and my artwork and anything I could jam into those 30 gigs is right there for you. So I hope you will come over to freemantv.com and subscribe and also uh, shop. Check it out because uh, you're not going to get all this information any other way, guys, other than the flash drive, because uh, they banned me everywhere. Right. And I mean, I'm on Rockfin now. And so is uh, is Wayne. We'll get to his information here in just a sec. But, uh, you know, they banned me all over the place. You know, no more YouTube, no more Facebook, no more Vimeo. I, I just keep getting banned left and right. So uh, pretty much this flash drive is the only way to get all of my work. And then. Uh, uh, you know, also, I'm putting the videos up on rockfin.com right now, rockfin.com slash Freeman TV. And then also I'm starting uh, to get all of this up on Rumble, just trying to keep up with this. I mean, I was, you know, I was on Google video when that started. I was on YouTube when that started. I had the longest running talk show on YouTube before they banned me. And, um, you know, so that is how you get it. So uh, if you want to get a hold of Wayne McCroy and all of his work, of course, the books are great. You guys need to check into this autism epidemic and also his channel on rockfin.com, Wayne McCroy. And where else can people find you, Wayne? Well, the Alchemical Tech Revolution podcast is available anywhere you find podcasts now, uh, primarily Apple Podcasts and Spotify. 
but it's available anywhere. So if you could go out and find that, I, that's out there. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel, which I post usually just once a week, one of the free episodes on that's not going to make too much of a stir and they haven't banned me there yet. Thankfully, I think I'm too small yet for them to ban. And so uh, I've been pretty fortunate with that, but uh, yeah, check out the books, uh, check out all that. And I also write a column on the alchemicalbeacon.substack.com. If people want to check that out, if you're more geared towards perhaps writing or being linked to specific videos and this kind of thing, that's where I can be found. Always a pleasure, Freeman. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And I hope you guys will will come around and, and come listen to the second hour we're going to get into. We're going to definitely dig some more into Maui and some of the bizarre things that have happened there and plenty, plenty more of the occult realms that we are existing in, because that really is the critical factor of all of this. When you start to realize who these people really are and uh, how much they are out of out of our time, they are they are not a part of our time they, they are trying they're like vampires that have lived forever that are trying to figure out how to live in the 23rd century keeping all of their old outdated ways in our minds but guys realize that this is all a mind game and that's really where all the power lies and if you can get a hold of that then we can change everything so thank you all so much and let's give great love to, to producer associate producer here steve mercer i always have to give him love for keeping me honest keeping me going thank you steve so much and if you guys have show ideas or guest ideas or anything you want to say about the show please write producer steve at freemantv.com that's producer steve at freemantv.com for guest suggestions show ideas or just some love whatever give steve lots of love he needs he needs it and deserves it. And you can always contact me, Freeman, at freemantv.com. And uh, thank you all so much. And we will see you next week. <laughs>